This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room, Margo. How are you doing today? I'm doing great today. Thank you for asking. Absolutely. It's a good day. Yeah, I can see that. You've been all smiles since we jumped on. And uh, I, I feel very lucky to be able to talk to somebody who's got over 25 years in on the ins and outs of traditional investment, real estate investing, uh, someone who's a lifelong learner. Uh, I think all of these are going to be really important for our audience, for sure. And one of the things that we always start the show off with is asking, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs? Oh, that's a great question. I actually, that's a hard one to answer. My family are, they're all farmers. So I guess we kind of are entrepreneurs, but it's not, and, and business people, but really I mean, when you think about just farming, it's like the oldest profession in the world, right? (laughs) So I don't think anybody in my family considered themselves an entrepreneur. So my dad um, kind of, I'm sorry, my dad took over um, for my my grandfather's farm when he was around 16. And essentially he saved the farm and had to kind of, go in under, you know, dad knows best. Right. And he kind of had to just finagle his way in and make the decision-making. And so we still have the farm today. And, and I, I give him all the credit really for doing that. Oh, wow. Uh, You have, you have something in common with Jason in terms of coming from a family and farms. Uh, And I think that's, you know, the more, the more I look at the fact that I grew up in a city and I'm a city kid and don't even know what that looks like. Just feels like I got robbed of some serious work ethic, you know? <laughs> um, I love it. <laughs> there's, a, there's also a genuine, uh, you're a genuine article in the sense that you are who you are. And that came across right away. And I see the same thing in Jason. So uh, I'm beginning to realize, you know, that that kind of uh, life origin story does a lot for you as a person and your character. Um Needless to say, right? Um, but with that said, so then this is the course of action and the way your life is developing. And then you fall into real estate, which, you know, coming from a farm, I think I could see how that connection comes. But how did that unfold for you? Yeah, we, so my husband, what, we lived in Kansas City. We moved, to, we moved to the city, right, from the farm. And my husband told me one day, he said, I think you should do real estate. And I didn't believe him, but I, I trusted him. And so I got this guy to come and show me a bunch of houses in Kansas City. And we heard gunshots while we were looking at houses. There were some people running through the backyards of some houses. And I obviously, I did not buy any of them. And I never called him back. I don't know who it, who it was. I was scared to death. 
And, but it got me started, you know, even though it was really scary and I was glad I hadn't bought any of those houses. It was, it took about eight or nine years until um, we had moved uh, to a new town, a smaller town. And I thought, you know what? Everybody that has money, everybody that has wealth and accumulates wealth has real estate. So I better figure this out. And so that's just what I did. I just made the decision that I needed to figure it out. Hey, uh, that's an interesting <laughs> origin <laughs> story to that career. Um, it left uh, quite an impression, I'm sure. And yeah. then to still pursue it, that's that's almost like metaphorically uh, be scared and do it anyway, you know, right. uh, which is poetic in a sense. Uh, at this juncture, I want to let Jason chime in because I know he has a lot to say about what you just shared. Yeah, well, there again, going back to the theme, sports, uh, sports, uh, musicians, kids that grow up on farms, all these different things, right? For some reason, that all leads to this path of entrepreneurship for a lot of people, right? And for me, I grew up on a farm, so I, you know, I grew up on a cattle and sheep farm. And every morning, uh, my dad would make me shovel grain into the into the the feeders, right? And the farmhand was right there, could have easily one scoop and done, right? But the lesson was hard work. That was the lesson, right? And you know, I often credit my dad for that, like set up my whole life, really, all that hard work and all those times of of hardship as a kid and having to work in the farm and do all those things, but it taught responsibility. And while that led to a snowball, this isn't about me, um, but it's always interesting to see folks like you that have that background that, like you said, figure it out, right? There's a reason why you figured it out. And that's what I want to get to right there. (laughs) (laughs) yeah how did that how did that happen i'm just curious how did that how did you figure it out i yeah i just decided okay like i said everybody everybody that has money somehow i wanted to figure out how people got and stay wealthy wealthy that was my that was my goal so real estate somewhere is in the portfolio and i was super fortunate Um, The gentleman that sold us our house here had actually quit doing real estate and he referred me to another gentleman who had owned real estate for years. He was, um, I think he was in his late fifties, early sixties. When I met him, he had a ton of real estate property that he owned, managed, did it all by himself. And he was a farmer also, grew up on a farm, still lived on the farm and then had real estate. And so he helped me find my first property. And I, I, it was scary. It was so scary. And we got to the end where he had the paper contract, you know, this was before digital contracts and I had to write my name on it and like sign my life away for all this money. And he looked at me, he goes, what's wrong? Like, I said, I hate to spend money. (laughs) He was like, oh, okay. 
okay. And then I just signed it and off we went. And he made such a difference for me, made such an impact for me and gave me the courage to sign the paper. And then I, I did the exact same thing he did. I managed it myself. I figured it out. I, I bought it with two tenants. Uh, there were eight units. I only had two tenants and I filled it up and I just made the, made the decisions until I figured it out. And, and that was it. And so that was kind of where history started, I guess. <laughs> no, I love it. Uh, it's a, it's definitely a story of conviction. And again, like coming back to just with more detail now, you were scared, but you did it anyway, right? That's called taking a risk, a calculated risk. It's not like you didn't know to some degree what you were getting into. And you knew that you had a certain stance on spending that it was going to work out one way or another because you were going to make sure that it did. <laughs> right. uh, so those are all qualities of a CEO, like in the making, right then and there, right? Uh, so then we fast forward now, if I understand correctly, you're doing coaching. Yes. There are a lot of women that I run into that are like me, where I knew that I was meant for more, but I, I also was scared. Like you said, I, I was very scared. And I also had, I had my husband's career that, you know, he, his career came first and then I had children and then you have toddlers. I mean, I had, I had three kids strapped in car seats when I was managing that property by myself. I had to strap all the kids in car seats and drive down there and, and take care of whatever situation came up, the toilets, you know, <laughs> the tenants and the toilets, right? <laughs> and I just see us a lot of women that are like me that we've put our dreams on hold and we've given back, we've given to our spouses, we've given, given to careers, we may be helping to pay the mortgage and the bills and raising our children. And we get to this point in our life and realize, well, I kind of forgot about me. What, what, there are all these things that I wanted to do. And so that's my focus now is just to help encourage women and empower them and give them some of the tools that they need to, to be brave enough to, to go forward despite the fear. Well, you definitely got the track record for that. I think it's uh, I think it's the the right path. I mean, I don't know you that well, but I will say I'm willing to venture on the fact that the makeup of your character and the decisions you made, even for like such pivotal things as signing that contract that most people wouldn't even dare have the conversation about the contract. Uh, you did. And it's made all the difference, right? It's about how close can you get to the room where the money is being traded, where the deals are being signed. And you went straight to the top, to the decision makers, and you became a decision maker. And so it's a very powerful story that I believe can serve as an example for anybody who's on the edge and wondering, should I, should I not? What am I going to do? Hey, look at what Margo did. She said, all right, I'm going to figure it out. I did the homework. I knew what I wanted to do. And I think that's all really important because not everyone is at the same stage in their life. And there are many who never get a chance to take that risk because they don't have the example, right? They don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. And so who are they to look to? Well, how about somebody who also didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs, but did it anyway and figured it out, right? And that's what we're looking at here with this story. Uh, for me, what do you want to, is this, now that you've started this path of coaching, 
is this sort of where you want to take it long term uh, while simultaneously building up even more real estate portfolios? Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like giving back that that's really my that's my passion, my purpose is giving back and helping other women, a lot of women, but people in general to become who they're supposed to be. And um, so I don't know, I, I actually wrote a book that came out this spring and it was so crazy. I don't even know how it happened, but it's just all about hope, giving people hope, right? It's like you said, I, I did it anyway because of fear and I didn't have anybody to follow, but how can we, we can, we can go find the people that, that we want to follow. And so just, just figure it out. You wrote a book, secured real estate, and raised a family all at the same time. Look at you. Come on. Come on. You were like, I don't know. I also wrote a book. (laughs) No, this is beautiful. Jason, uh, I want to check in with you before we go on to the next section here. I I love the humility of you. It is the the humbleness that you have is very infectious. And you know, it's good to meet people that that found, they found their way there, but they stayed humble along the way, right? And they didn't forget where they came from, right? And that's really important. Like I've never, ever forgot where I came from. And I know my dad, when he looks at me, he still looks at me like I'm still that seven-year-old kid. And, uh, you know, and I know that, but I'm still that little seven-year-old or nine-year-old kid that's shoveling weed into the, into the, the feeders. Right. So, and it's important that we stay humble through all of our successes and our failures, because you get a little bit of both. Right. Um, I'm sure it just wasn't uh, everything that you did. I'm sure it just wasn't the 4th of July all the time. Right? <laughs> Yay! Right? Oh, success. I'm here. I've arrived. Right? Never been. <laughs> I'm still right? looking. <laughs> still looking think, for the 4th of I July. I think we all we all still look for it, right? Cuz we don't it's it's about the journey, not the destination. So Right. That mm-hmm. is that is my saying right there. I love that. It yeah. is. It's just the journey. Where are you headed? And enjoy it on the way. I mean, let's keep in mind when you bought that property, uh, it was two tenants, not a full, ocu- fully occupied property. So I can imagine having to go through those people. Some of them worked. Some of them really didn't work. <laughs> and yeah. it's ongoing. <laughs> It is ongoing. We had, um, yeah, I had somebody stole my rent. I had somebody helping me collect rent one month. They stole all the rent. They, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, mm. right. They stole all the rent. It wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's like people in business who have a partner and then they find out their partner took it all. It's like, uh, it's just those kind of stories that you just, you can't even believe the lack of humanity. Some people can exhibit when they're desperate for whatever it is they've got going on instead of just working for it, you know? Um, right. uh, but, w- but with that said, you know, this show is a type of show that is sponsored by people who are doing things like you, right. And uh, who 
are actually listening to this because they learn from it, kind of like the way you shared your story. And we can be reminded of what's what matters when it comes to building a career, a portfolio, and a life, uh, including family, which is something that a lot of people in business often tend to neglect sometimes when they're pursuing that stuff, right? And one of the people that's supporting and making this episode possible is uh, is Melanie Cosson and, and her Stillwater Hemp Company, uh, which is a self-care CBD uh, company that has like face moisturizers to even stuff that can help you get that pain in your joints under control to even better sleep. And they're in Montana uh, and they're making it way easier for you to get that higher quality of life through the use of CBD, even develop their own recipes using a hundred percent organic products that are infused with essential oils, if you're familiar with what that is, to increase and like make it doubly potent uh, when you combine essential oils with CBD. And they even offer like full pet lines for cats and dogs. And they even have non-CBD products if that's what you need to get your furry family members in line and where they need to be. They have in-store locations, delivery options. Everything can be found at stillwaterhemp.com. And you can use the coupon code WARROOM for 10% off. If you're looking at private label, you can actually mention the War Room podcast when you speak with Stillwater Hemp and actually get $100 off your first order for private labeling. Now, again, Stillwater Hemp and what they're doing, no different than what Margo's done, which is bring everything they can to what they're trying to achieve while keeping integrity in line. And I think that's great. You know, we were talking about your story the whole time, Margo, and the running thread has been, like you said, you're scared. So what? Do it anyway. It hasn't been 4th of July. You're now on this path to help other women achieve that very same experience. And I imagine family comes up a lot in the conversation and you remind them, hey, look, I did it too, right? So if you could go and grab the attention of all the women there who might be listening, who are like still unsure, or maybe even some who have had some success, but they might be forgetting about their family. Either way, what would you say to them if you had a moment of their time for the whole world, if they were listening of that demographic? Yeah, I would say use your family as your reason, not your excuse. In the beginning, I had a lot of, I call it mom guilt, you know, and I got, I got sucked into the PTA and then I was really immersed in mom guilt. Everybody had mom guilt and everybody was trying to to do what they were supposed to do. And I had to decide that what, what my life purpose was, was more important than impressing all the other moms and all the other PTA moms. And I did things that, you know, I made decisions that other moms wouldn't make by letting go of the guilt. So, um, uh, for example, yesterday I had a, an appointment. This is just an example that I I felt so guilty. I realized I couldn't get my daughter to cross country practice. My appointment was late. I was late picking up one kid, and then I couldn't get her to cross country practice. And I had that twinge of guilt again, which is I have to tell you know in the group text all the moms that I can't make it because I'm at an appointment. And I almost didn't do it. And I, I thought back to all those years that I, you know what, my, what I need to do is important, just as important as my kids. And so I'm going to make sure that my needs are met as well as theirs. 
And um, so I did. I just texted and said, my appointment ran long and we won't be at cross country. But most people, a lot of women won't make that decision to stand up and say, yeah, you know what? I'm important too. And it's not affecting my kid's life because I can't be at cross country this one day. Oh man, dropped the bomb on people. <laughs> That's the equivalent of parents who go, oh, I can never step into entrepreneurship at all because, well, I'm a parent, right? I, I, it's too late. And yeah, they're, you know, I get where they're coming from, but like you said, don't make it an excuse, make it your reason. Right. Uh, Jason, I know you got a word or two on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, gosh, there's, you know, so many people just go through life and it's one excuse after the next, after the next, why you can't, 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 you know, it's like the word, it pains me to even say it, busy. Um, <laughs> I hate that word when people say, oh, I'm too busy. Hmm. Be productive. Don't be busy. Busy just means you're just doing a bunch of things you don't really need to be doing. Right. But, you know, oftentimes people just use things as excuses and crutches and all these things. And, and, you know, obviously business ownership isn't for everybody, right. Or everybody would be doing it. But I think too, at the end of the day, our kids are a lot more resilient than we might think they are. Right. <laughs> you know, cause we're, Oftentimes as, as, as parents, we get caught up in this mindset. Oh my God, if I don't get them there, they're going to hate me and all this stuff and yada, 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 yada. And that's that guilt part. Right. But they're, they're a lot tougher than that. Right. When you like literally have the opportunity to say, look, I'm sorry. Couldn't make it there. Uh, but we also have a livelihood to make in the family, so on and so forth. Most kids that, I mean, unless they're three and don't understand, but then it doesn't matter anyway. But um, like my son, he's six and he's like really paying attention now to things at that age. Right. So you have to be cautious and you just have to handle those situations correctly. That's all. And if you handle them, you know, you can have a very effective business life and a very effective family life. There, I still to this day don't believe in work like the work life balance. I think that's crap, but I think you have to, they have to coexist right together. And once you get that coexistence, there's always going to be those. S-H-I-T sandwiches, right? That come up during the day <laughs> and it just happens. And I would say 99% of the time, as long as it's not day after day, after day, after day, after day, our kids and our families and all that, or they understand. And even if they don't, they'll get it later <laughs> when they're older. Right. So, yes. Cause I grew up with a dad that worked morning dust till dawn, right. On the farm, mm -hmm. never seen him hardly at all. And when I was, you know, six or seven years old, I took every opportunity to bounce around in the tractor with him or whatever. But later on in life, I got it. It clicked. Why? Right. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the important thing right there. Yeah. yeah. 
No, there's a there's a beautiful tone to this conversation, Margot, and it's it's largely in part due to just the way you've presented the information you have, your story, and just the way you carry yourself. Uh, that's one of the beauties of like no conversation is ever the same if you allow for people to co-create, which is what we've done here on this show, right? It's a far cry different from someone who has a set of questions that they ask everybody every time. And if they do it and they're like adhering to it, you see the missed opportunity for a story like this, a lesson like this, you know, Uh, we're all better because of it. And that's partly because you were here to co-create with us. So in the spirit of that, um, I'm gonna check in with Jason. Uh, we're good for the uh, grand finale now for a million yeah. points. All right, million points. for a million points. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you could have invited anybody at any point in time in life, uh, here today to join this conversation with us, your pick of the litter, uh, who would you have chosen to be here and why them? You know, who I love is Tony Robbins. <laughs> I yeah. just he has so much wisdom and so much insight. And I, you know, I, I list, I think it was about 20 years ago when I started listening to Tony Robbins and then I forgot about kind of forgot about him and went on my journey. And I I've realized in the last year or so how much he has learned and, and kind of where he's learned it because I learned a lot of that stuff along the way. And for him to just keep encouraging people and pouring into people and he could just do whatever he wants, but he keeps pouring into people. And that's, that's inspiring to me because that's what I want to do is just to keep pouring into people. Yes. Oh man. I love that answer. I, Tony Robbins has a a big part in my life as well. I, I remember when I first read ultimate power, I was like 16, 17, you know, crazy that I was reading it at that time. I just got lucky that I happened to have the books available at the library. Um, and yeah, plays a big role. I know a lot of people have their views on whatever the self-development industry can be. Uh, I will say Tony Robbins bar none has given more value than, than, than he's received for sure. in in life, um, for sure. He wouldn't be who he was if it's, if that wasn't the case. Uh, now what people do with self-development is on them right? That's a whole other thing. Uh, but yeah, I'm a big fan of what you, what you just shared. And I can't thank you enough for bringing all that you are to this, uh, very, very, uh, what's what I'm looking for. You're consistent as an individual and I can see how that would help you thrive in a, in an industry like real estate. It, it, you really have that welcoming, uh, personality and, uh, it, it comes across as genuine, which I know it is. So uh, thank you for sharing that gift with us here on the show. I know everyone who's listening and watching can feel that. Uh, as tradition here, I'll let Jason close us out. And the largest smile I have ever seen. My gosh. <laughs> it's just uh, there again, it's infectious for sure. And uh, I hope people watch the audio now so they can the video so they could actually see that big smile yours <laughs> for sure. But, uh, but yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, it was just a, a great conversation that has been today. Today has been nothing but great conversations, um, which is a blessing for us. So thanks yeah. for blessing us with that story. Um, how do people reach out to you if they want to connect with you? Okay. Well, I have a, my website is margospildy.com. 
And then I also have a nonprofit um, grasp. It's G-R-A-S-P dot gives. And so either of those will get me. Um, yeah, it's been such a pleasure. I, I really didn't know what I was in for, but this has been a delightful conversation and you guys make it so easy. You're easy to connect with and I, I've just thoroughly enjoyed it. So thank you for inviting me. Very big pleasure. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.